God's gathered together in this place to pour out His Spirit upon every one of us. So open your hearts up now, brothers and sisters, by faith, and may the prayer Spirit of the living God fall afresh upon me. Amen. I tell you, you'll never be the same again when the Spirit of God's been poured out upon you. Praying is perpetually. But as you continue going on, as you continue being poured out, come in tonight, brother. Come in tonight, sister. Spirit of the living God, open your mouths and sing and make it prayer right in your heart. And you feel the power of God coming down upon you, everybody. tonight to be with you once again brothers and sisters and to see you all here we are again by his love and mercy Bless you. 
many of our brothers and sisters who we've met over the years are now in glory. They have been a better glory meeting than what we are. But praise God, we're in a glory meeting tonight and we're going from glory to glory. Now, things are going to happen in these meetings, perhaps some of you might not agree with, but we're not worried about that. What we are concerned about is this, for the Lord to have his own free way in this meeting, for the Spirit of God to have free course, to deliver men and women and set them free in Jesus' beautiful name. I repeat it again, I'm constantly repeating it, that this gospel works. This gospel does something to you. This gospel of love, gospel of joy, gospel's peace, all praise his precious name. And there's something real for every one of us here tonight. I want to remind you all two brothers and sisters that the wonderful thing about it, this is in you. We get delivered by accepting Christ Jesus our Savior and confessing our Lord with our mouth and we keep deliverance by confessing. Christianity is a great confession. That's why we believe in having people up People who are perhaps just slipping back a little bit, but when they come out, they claim victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. You should believe in that heart and confess with your mouth, thou shalt be delivered. Amen. There's a tremendous thing in confessing with your mouth. And when you really get filled with this, I tell not one of you can keep your mouth shut. Amen. You can't help it. God opened my mouth, it's been opening ever since. I read about Catherine Booth yesterday in the Daily Express, and I was real thrilled about this. I don't know whether you saw it, but right across the Daily Express, because I would say, it says, praise the Lord. Amen. So I thought, oh, this is something, right? You don't often see this in the Daily Express, but you said, praise the Lord in the Daily Express. What was it all about? About another woman that was always making a big noise and shouting with her mouth. She said, I open my mouth and it lets all the horses loose. And the bubble out, bubble out, bubble out. And that was Catherine Booth, she was 96 yesterday. And she said she was sorry about the chapels and the churches, that there wasn't the, the young people weren't coming in. But what they lacked, she says, was love and compassion. Now you'll feel love and you'll feel compassion in this meeting. But you'll only can feel it as you give yourself over to the love spirit. You know you can be in this meeting and get absolutely nothing. It's only as you turn your faith loose and invite the Holy Spirit in. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So, shall we all raise our hands and invite him in now? Oh, hallelujah. Come in. Come in, Holy Spirit. Thy work of great blessing begin. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise his precious name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody, open your mouths and thank you, Jesus. together again just praising the Lord everybody standing everybody singing bless the Lord we're together again just praising the Lord
something in this meeting. I want every one of you for these next 10 minutes to come right out of your seats, go up to your brothers and sisters and just bless them, give them a kiss, put your arms around them, Amen. greet them in the name of Jesus and oh, pass that love you, from you unto them. Let us all get mixed up for the next 10 minutes. Everybody come on, bless you. Oh, thank you Jesus. scripture before I came to this meeting I'd like to read it to you I'm sure it will bless your soul Amen bless the Lord praise him it's in there Romans 8 one of my favourite chapters there's one particular portion I'd like to just to read to you Romans 8 Bless the Lord. It always thrills me every time I read this. If you get the same thrill as I get out of it, it'll do you good. The second verse of Romans 8. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus 
was made Henry, put your own name there, free from the law of sin and death. Do you know, every time I read that particular scripture, I have something shoot within me. I feel it going in round and round in me because I know it's true. There's a law of life in Christ Jesus. It's a law. Just as there's a law, I'll throw my handkerchief up as a law of gravity. It comes down. Well, there's a law of life in Christ Jesus that's made us free. Do you know, for years I went to Pentecostal meetings after meetings, all the breaking of bread and all the meetings, but I didn't realize that there was a greater freedom to come into until the Holy Spirit did it upon me personally. Now this is a personal experience for everybody. It's not done in mass. Some get in one way, some get it in another. If there's one thing that makes me mad and makes me real, is this dead religion, is this form and ceremony. There's something real to enjoy. There is life in Jesus. And it's not just stuck on the lap of your uh, your coat. It's life with inside of you. It gets in your bloodstream. You can feel it. A man said to me in my shop many, many years ago, he came in and he says, what's this what you've got, Henry, a big businessman? What have you got? You seem to be different to the rest of us. I said, well, I am. Yes, I am different. He said, well, what is it what you've got? Is it uh, injected to you? So I said, yes, it is. It's imputed to us. The Word of God says. Yes. I said, and do you know, I've been, eternal life's been imputed into me. And listen, I believe if they took a blood test of my blood, they'd see it's got eternal life in it. Amen. They would, because there is a difference, brothers and sisters. That's why we cannot condone to the old ways. There's something greater to go for than ever we've seen yet. I have a great big outlook for the future, the future of this Holy Spirit, this wonderful liberty. For the law of life in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we want to get to know what we are in Christ Jesus. We are somebody. You make you stick your chest out. Oh, God for saving my soul. And it's not something you have to keep when you're walking on a tightrope. You won't fall off of this. When it's done, it's done. Amen. It's not a flimsy thing. Oh, I did that wrong, and now I've lost again. Nothing of the kind. No. Not Truly. quite like that. Truly. You may fall out of blessing, well, that serves you right. And you've got to put that right before you can get in blessing again. It doesn't say you become unsaved. No. Oh, I'm glad it's not like that, are you, oh, Doug? Amen. Wouldn't be no hope for you, would they? <laughs> no, me. Brothers and sisters, this salvation is real. It's something practical. It's something that works. Hallelujah. Uh, Praise the Lord. You know, you just can't keep quiet about it when you've had a real taste from God. This wonderful Holy Spirit coming to this home, into his immortal bodies. Oh, hallelujah. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have it now. We're not going to have it next Wednesday night. We have it now. Yes. 
Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You use what you've got and you call and something happens and then you confess it. And if you can't confess it, well, you haven't got it. You're either born again or you're not born again. You're either on your way to glory or you're not on your way to glory. There's no half ways with it. Some may be on the joyride and, and that's wonderful and some may not. It doesn't say that those who are not on the joyride and they're going through a struggling time aren't on the way to glory. Oh yes, we have our ups and downs, but praise the Lord. The law of life in Christ Jesus made us free from the law of sin and death. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's why we can say, and then we agree with the first verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is the message for the world, the message of deliverance. Yeah. You, you are what your believing is. If you believe in, in, on the word of God and accept into your life, it changes you. That we, this gospel works. It revolutionizes a man. You can't be the same again. You can't help yourself. You ask my wife. I would change by the power of yet. And yet, for years and years, I was going to Pentecostal and never getting delivered. Never getting delivered. And when I came into this new experience, which I pray every one of us in this room will come into, when I came into this wonderful new experience, there were so many things that I taught that I didn't even get rid of. I started a new life. If a man is in Christ, Jesus or a woman is a new creature. Are you sure about that, Bob? Are you really sure? Well, come and tell them then. Come on, serve your jolly well right. Come on. The man coming out here now, see this man walking out here now? He's a rum lad. Before these meetings, I would stand on his head. He took all kinds of things. Well, this man here, he came to my bungalow many years ago to try and get me converted. He thought we, I was a Jehovah Witness. And he'd come to convert me to tell the Jehovah Witnesses wrong. Somebody said, where did the Jehovah's Witnesses live? Some policeman or someone told him, says, oh, in that, that bungalow down there. They typed us as Jehovah's Witnesses. And he'd come to tell us it was wrong. Instead of him telling us wrong, he got filled with the glory. Amen. Yes. The Lord of life in Christ <laughs> Jesus. Amen. Bless you, God. Now, tell him what happened to you, Bob. Now, go on, no messing about. Straight from the cup. Come on. <laughs> That's right, what Henry has just told you, you know, I can say that, uh, that, that Christ, uh, as well as, you know, all the spiritual things of the Bible, is, is a reality in this life, you know, it's a reality in this life to me. You know, when I got saved, uh, <clears throat> it was a real experience that, that, is, that, that was real then and is real now. And it's had a growing, and it's had a building, a breaking down and a building again, and some more breaking and building, but the, the thing, you know, that comes home to me is that... Uh, it was a real spiritual experience in my being, in my body, that changed my life. It was something, you know, that lifted me from, from despair and misery and debt to life, hope and faith, and just about everything, you know, that's good that I can put my tongue to. You know, that's, what I, that's the message I want to get home. It's, it's something for the future, yes, but I want to tell you, it's my experience, it's something for now. It's something... Not just for me, for anybody, it's for That's now. Right. It's for now. But you see, you must yes. get it straight, accepting Jesus Christ into your heart. And I went to seek after Henry because I was dabbling with the Jehovah's Witnesses and 
And I thought, they were lodging somewhere in the area, and this copper says, he says, there's a bungalow down there again, the river, he says, there's a fellow there always shouting about it, he's the man you want, and it was Henry. And he lent me some books about the, the, the glory way, and I'll tell you these books, uh, those old baptismal services along the river at Trent at Newark, and these spoke volumes to me, newly saved, you know. Well, that's my message tonight, that this gospel, whilst it is wonderfully everlasting life, it's something that changes your life here and now. You know, it give, it's, it's everything you can ever want. It's all your desires, and it's really wonderful. Praise the Lord, and I praise Amen. God for it. I do bless God for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless you, brother. Bless you. Hallelujah. Bob, Bob Cotton there went into a deal with a car. I heard this in Southall, and a man I'd been witness to him about the Lord, he told me this. He says, Bob Cotton came to see what I'd learned from, from, for his car. So I said to him, oh, God knows. He says, I know he knows, but do you? <laughs> that's, of course, God knows everything. Amen. He knows everything. Now, as a lady in this meeting here now, I love to get up. Every year I like to get up just for a few minutes. It's a lady who got wonderfully delivered and wonderfully healed and set free from polio. Instantly the power of God came down upon her many years ago. She'll tell her own testimony. Come on, May. She couldn't walk. She walked with sticks and had gone instantly healed. Here she's walking today. Bless you, May. Many years ago, May. Praise the Lord. It's... Um 18 years ago, 19, yes, ago. praise the Lord. I'm still going on, hallelujah, from glory Amen. to glory. Amen. And wherever I go, the Lord is within me because he's, with, he's within me. And what's within you must come out. And so people all around, well, you don't have to ask them. They see it in your life and you've got it. Um, I must tell you, I don't know if you know, but I, I was a cripple in every limb. And even now, I went to see the specialist only about a month ago, and somebody here came with me. And they said, I'm just a miracle going on by the grace of God. And that man has turned to know the Lord. And I do praise God because it's him that's kept me and is still keeping me. It was in one of these meetings where... Well, I don't know what happened, but I know that the Holy Spirit went right through me That's from it. my toes yeah. right up to my Amen. head. And I got up and I walked and I've been praising God and praise the Lord. Not only have I been praising him, but many who were down have been risen up from their despair. And there's one or two who are with me can witness what God has done for them. And so I praise God and you've got Amen. it. Give out what you've got. Live your life as you should live Praise it, and the joy Lord. of the Lord. If you live the joy of the Lord, it's bound to come out. Yeah. I, I, I go to a small mission and praise God. We do um, worship the Lord, and we do love the Lord, and we try to keep up the joy. And some of our young people here, I'm teaching them that it's the joy that's keeping them Amen. going. Right. And I want them to go on with the Lord. I want them to find this is their first glory meeting, some of them. I want them to go back, bubbling over with the joy of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Which of those one you brought with you? Um, yes. Well, you it. three, and there's two, and there's two there. Yes. Will they come out? Come on down here, come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. Now then, you for a start. Are you saved? Yes. Well, you just given a quick testimony. Went to baptism last year. Oh yes, you did. Yeah. You go on to the testimony. Come on. Then. Well, it's been about eight, eight years now that I've been saved. It started off through I'm um, going to church with Kathleen Weir, and um, 
I asked my mum to come along with me, and she said she would. Bless her. Oh, just bless this little girl. Oh, just bless her strength and fill her with our spirit. For Jesus, bless her. Ah, oh, bless her. It's a big thing for girls to come out here. Sit down there, my dog, bless you. Come on, my dog. Are you saved? Thanks, God. Come on, then, dog. Uh, you I can can't, can't you? I can't remember when it was, but I know I'm saved. Thank God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Amen. Oh, if only I had a thousand tongues. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Everybody Jesus. have a drink. Come on. Come on, speak in tongues. Oh, show it up. Are you saved? Yes. You sure about it? Yes. Come on, tell them in. That's just where you are, darling. In uh, 1975, I was saved, and then I came very ill. About um, four years ago, I was in hospital, and uh, then I came out about two or three years later, and the Lord has helped me a lot in Praise healing. Praise the Lord. Oh. Heavenly Father, we pray for a mighty quickness upon our dear sister now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands up and praise the Lord, darling. Right up, right, put your hands right up. Up in the air. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Now then, come on, this little girl there. Come on. Are you saved? Quick testament then, my darling. I came to the Lord last year in November. And I was Are you sure? Pardon? Are you sure? Yes. Oh, go on, that's all right. <laughs> I came with my friend Kathy and she, she taught me the ways to come to the Lord and I thank God and came to the Lord now. Are you excited about yeah. it? <laughs> Ask everybody to praise the Lord. Ask them all to put their hands up and praise the Lord. Come on. Put your hands up and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's it. That's right. Bless you. Bless the Lord. Amen. That's it. Now then, what about you? Are you saved? Yes. Come on then. I uh, came to the Lord about half a year ago. And um, uh, my father went. Uh, and he sort of... Well, said it was quite fun, so I, I, I didn't like going out much, but I thought I'd go out, and then uh, I went to the tent in Bethel, yes. and um, I found it, you know, quite nice, and um, after that, I just gradually went on until I was baptised. And praise the Lord. 
and um, now I hope to keep in God's keep 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 with God and you will my daughter Heavenly Father just bless that little lad now put his soul with the glory and set him on fire for me in Jesus name Amen put your hands up and say praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord come on let it go on again praise the Lord praise the Lord everybody praise the Lord praise the Lord I came to know the Lord several years ago at a Covenanter camp, which is a Christian union movement which belongs to the church. And I went through the waters of baptism last year, or was it this year, with these some of these girls and Lawrence. Yes. I've known the Lord and I've seen life. And I've seen it in the street, in the discos. But I tell you, there's nothing better than the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe this, to be a true Christian in the faith, with anywhere, doesn't matter where you are, you've got to live the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Have you ever had a run for Jesus? Sorry? Have you ever had a run for Jesus? A run for Jesus. Run around this place twice for Jesus. Come on, right away, right away. Everybody praise Praise the Lord! Hey. Come on, come on! Oh, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, O oh God, now you'll give this young man a mighty anointing. In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill him, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Set him on fire for me, for Jesus. Amen. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we all put our hands upon one another, brothers and sisters, meeting right now and close your eyes, everybody. Put your hands upon one another. Everybody, and pass the Spirit right from vessel to vessel in the name of Jesus.
out here and tell my God change your life, my lad. Praise the Lord. Tony. Yes, you. Glory. And God changed his life. Here he is. He travelled all over the world. He had to come to a little village called Fiskerton to get saved. <laughs> he can't get over it yet. Yeah, praise the Lord. And you tell him, bless no, you, no. Do. Yeah. Uh, well, I know what a stage fright is, anyway. Uh, well, it's uh, a privilege to be here, and, and it's a privilege for all of us to be here. If you don't even realise it now, you will do one day. Uh, I, I don't really know what to say, but a, a thing that's been on my mind, and I'll say it now, is that people talk about being a Christian and how to be a Christian and how not to be a Christian and all this and tell me what I'm doing wrong. And I think about what you're doing wrong. I think, nah. You see, you've got to think about what you're doing. You see, I mean, a person can be 98% right in his perfection to the Lord, I think. But him being 98% perfect to the Lord doesn't give him a right to judge anybody else. You see, he's still got 2% to get right. So he should take care of his own house to, till he gets right for the Lord. Uh, you know, I, I, when I became saved, I, I got this attitude that I thought, well, I'm saved and there's a bloke there and he's going out to dance his, his wrong. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking of him all the time. Meanwhile, it's like the Lord gives you all an house when you're saved. And he says, tidy this house up, because I'll inspect it on the, on the day that I come for you. You see, and you go in this house, and you see next door's house, and you say, well, he's, he needs, that house needs tidying up more than mine does. I'm great. You know, so you go next door, and you're tidying up. You say, you do this jacket or this bill or whatever. So he tied in his house, what you see. It's just, uh, I'm trying to use a parable here, if I will, to get it the, the, the across. So he tied it up, and suddenly the Lord comes to this house, you know, he says, uh, what are you doing here? He says, well, I'm just helping this chap out, Lord. He says, well, what's, look at your house. You know, that's, that's where you want to be. Get your house right, and then you can come, come along here. And... It's just that it can't, it's been on me for some time. Um, I read books, I listen to people, I've so many pulls at me. You know, I think, well, is he right? Is she right? Is this book right? I, 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 I have to leave them now, you know. I want to go straight to the Lord. Because I, I get confused easily, I'm a bit dumb like that. So I've got to, I read a book, I listen to a person, and I'll take what's what, you know, and I'll, I'll accept that. But, in the end, I've got to go behind the door and, and be alone with the Lord. And I say, look, Lord, I'm getting all this gen coming in. I'm not a computer. You give it to me straight, you see. And uh, I praise the Lord that, that he's shown me this, that I'm not perfect. I'm probably only 2% perfect, you know. But I don't know what perfection is in the Lord's eyes yet. If, you know, I will be up there, I know I will. You know, but I, I've got to be perfect first before I can judge anybody else. And even then I won't judge because uh, I'll be keeping my house tidy. You know, so praise the Lord and I, I hope to see you all. Oh, bless you, Tony. God bless you, brother. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Some more of Romans 8 teaching will make a difference. 
It's complete in him. Amen. We can't make ourselves good, brothers and sisters. I've tried. It's the Holy Spirit Amen. embracing it in all its simplicity. And then it turns something on inside of you. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Every Holy Ghost believer put their hands up and bring the power down. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this wonderful gospel that makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, it's absolutely clean cut that it's finished. We thank you, Lord, it's finished. We thank you, Lord, it's finished. Help us all to enter in to this wonderful joy, to this banquet tonight in Jesus' beautiful name. Shalanda Gibere of Asanda. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
If ever there was a time that we made up our minds, it is during this time of convention and this time of revival that I believe that we need to come and gather together with one aim and with one vision and with one desire in our soul that God might draw us closer together and do a more wonderful work in every one of our hearts that we might once again catch a glorious vision of the coming of Jesus Christ that we might be fired up within our soul to be ready on that day when he comes by oh you know there's so much time wasting there's so much uh, you know wasting our time just dragging our feet as it were coming to the meetings and going home and worrying about this and worrying about that when we should be building up our minds in the spirit hallelujah and I want to tell you beloved it's that make your mind up time and I believe during this week that something wonderful is going to come down from heaven. I believe in my heart that God is going to move upon every man and woman and child who would ever dare to give his heart afresh to God. And I believe that every man, woman and child who would cry from the bottom of the heart, Oh, Spirit of the living God! all afresh on me. I believe that spirit of the living God will come down upon every man, woman and child and will refresh you. And I believe that God will challenge every one of us in this time. And beloved, what I want to say to you tonight is stand up for Jesus. Oh, stand up for Jesus. Oh, st let's stop our wasting and our bickering and our backbiting and all these silly things. And let's mean business with God. I believe the windows of heaven are open tonight that we might be refreshed. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. I remember a brother coming to us, a very dear brother in the Lord. And he was explaining to us all about what Henry's ministry was. And he likened him unto a man who stood on a river bank and he saw a poor man drowning. And as he cried for help, that Henry was a type of man whose ministry was to dive in and to pull that man from the depths of that river and to give him a new start. And he explained to us that this is all that Henry's ministry was. To drag the men and women from a place of desperation and sin and misery and woe and religion. That all his ministry was was to get them and lift them up. And more or less to say that there it ended. And that God had called other men, apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists. And their ministry was to take them on. But you know what we're seeing in this day and age is not that God has given a man a, 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 a wonderful anointing in the spirit and a heart filled with love that he might, you know, get hold of the man from the depths of the river and give him another chance. But you know, it's no good in this day and age because we're finding that as men are lifted and men and women are lifted from religion and from darkness, and from the, the misery and the sin. That there's men who call themselves pastors and teachers and evangelists. Are only too ready when they're being lifted up to throw you back in again. And there's one thing I believe that we're going to learn to do this week. 
and we're going to make up our minds. And I believe that you've got to do one or two things. When God has set you free, to fulfill, let the scriptures be fulfilled in your heart that says, Stand fast in the liberty, therefore, wherein Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again or with the yoke of bondage. Or you'd better learn to swim. Because as fast as men and women are being li lifted from the murky depths of religion and the sin and the darkness, there's men all too willing to throw them right back into it. The moment that you go with the love and the peace and the joy in your heart back into congregations and say to people, Oh, God has so blessed me. Oh, he set me free. Hallelujah. There's somebody ready to take you aside and lead you to the river bank and say, Is that where you was lifted from? And then give you a push back in again. Well, beloved, I believe that it's make your mind up time. Amen. That you're going to either live in the liberty where God has set you free, or you're going to have to learn to swim. But I thank God tonight that my life has been one of reality. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you this, that the day that I was born again, I was really born again. I was really born again. Hallelujah. When I was set free from my sin, oh, I was really set free. Amen. But when I was born again, again, yeah. I was really born again, again. Hallelujah. Amen. When God set me free, he set me free for all time. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I knew what it was to have the elders and the pastors and the teachers yes. to take me one side and say, oh, that's all right, brother. That's a part of the ministry, you see. There's a time to be happy. There's a time to be glad. But you see, there's a time to settle down. But you know, I knew that what God had planted within my heart was meant to bear fruit. Yes. Not was meant to be, be cut back every day. I wasn't meant to go back to the pastor every day and confess my sins to him. I wasn't meant to come back under a cloak of religion. Oh, God has set me free, hallelujah. Amen. And I'm glad I'm free. Oh, I'm glad I'm free. But beloved, I tell you this tonight, Thank you, Lord. that you need to be real with God. And if ever, if there's any of you going to come to the meeting half-hearted, you'll get nothing from God. But I believe when there's a cry within our hearts, oh spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Oh, I believe that God will open the windows of heaven and he'll pour out such a time of refreshing upon us that we'll never ever be the same again. I want to tell you this is the God that I know. This is a God that I worship. This is a God that I adore. A risen Christ. A risen Saviour. Hallelujah. Oh, I've got no time for dead religion. I've got no time for anything that has anything to do with death. Oh, let my life be filled with the presence of a living God. Amen. I tell you, all sorts of things happen within this life and this heart of mine. But I know that deep down within me, there's a living and a risen Christ. Amen. And I know that this same Christ who lives within me, this same Jesus who set me free, 
He longs to set you free. Yeah. And you know, Amen. every man is known by his words. For the, from the abundance of the heart, yes. the mouth speaketh. And I tell you, as we converse with people, as we converse with you, you can feel at time your heart wants to go out to people when we know where you've been living and the conditions you've been living under. But you know, the men of old said, how can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? I'm going to tell you, you can't. You'll never sing the songs of Zion in a strange land. You'll never see the glory of God in a place of religion. You'll never see the coming of the Lord in a place where all the time they're bending you down with the weight of religion. All the time they're dominating your life, telling you that you mustn't do this and you mustn't do that. You can't have a television. You mustn't go here. You mustn't go there. Oh, thank God the day that I was saved, all that was left behind me. But I tell you this, that still men brought me into religion. They brought me into a place in my life where constantly I had to bow in prayer. Constantly I had to fast day after day, cry unto God. But I thank God for that day when I saw God in a new way. And it became a living reality again in my soul. And God set me free. But you know what really matters to me tonight? Is that I stayed free. Yes. I stayed free. Yes. I stayed free. Hallelujah. I stayed free. Glory. Do you know why? Because I was born free. Yes. I was born free. I was meant to be free. God meant me to be free. And He gave me a new and a lasting freedom. Hallelujah. And quickly, I'm going to tell you something why I believe this. I believe this that you've really got to be born in to this liberty. You've got to be born into it. And I saw it once like this, and I explained it to a group of people like this, that when I lived in York, I remember going on to a new housing estate. There was, you know, York is an old, very old-fashioned city. It dates back to way before the Romans ever came to this country. And you know, it slowly became a place of slums. And the slums got worse and worse. And somebody decided that they got to do something about it. We've got to take drastic action, they said. So what they did, they built a complete housing estate, all brand new houses. And nobody, but nobody, except the people who lived in the slums, could go to live in these new houses. And the whole plan of campaign was a mighty exodus, just like in the Word of God, in the, in the book of Exodus. Just like God took the people of Israel and took them out of the land of bondage and led them out, and they was meant to go to a place that was flowing with milk and honey. So the whole of the York Council decided all of a sudden, all these vans, all our modern furniture vans were going to go in, take these families, lock, stock and marrow, put all the furniture in these vans, and there was going to be a mighty exodus that everybody and everything was going to be moved from one place, a place of slums, right into a new housing estate. And they did it. They did it overnight, just like that. A mass 
massive exodus right into a land that was flowing with milk and honey. And a few days later, all these proud councillors decided to go and see these families who had been moved. You know what met their eyes? The banisters had been taken down and sewn up and burned. All the doors were taken off. They'd been broken up for firewood. The beautiful bathrooms was full of coal. All the windows had gone. Everything that could be stripped and sold had been taken away and was sold. So, what did we have now? We had two slums instead of one. You see, what nobody took into account was that these poor people had never experienced anything like this before. So instead of being taken from a place of bondage into a place of liberty, the moment that they were taken into this place, they brought it down to the level that they'd been living in before. But you see, if they'd taken the babies, the firstborns from the mothers, and they'd been taken into this housing estate, and they would have grown in, up into the realms of something new and something wonderful and clean. And they would have appreciated it. And I believe this is how it is when God works in our hearts. Unless you're born again again, you'll try and bring down the glory to the level that you've been living in. Instead of going up into a wonderful estate and living in that realm. And I want to tell you this, beloved. You must be born again, again. And I believe this, I feel this deeply, that this time, these few days that we have together, it can be a time where every one of us captures a new vision Amen. and we're born again, again. And God will do a new and a lasting work in every one of our hearts. And this is why I've come to Clacton this week. I could have gone anywhere in the country, but I chose to come here because God really moved on my heart and showed me to be here. But I believe I've come for a time of refreshing Amen. that God might do something more wonderful in my heart. Yeah. You know, we're having some wonderful meetings in that little place called Fiskerton. God is moving on our hearts every week. We're seeing souls saved, <coughs> blessed, and people being refreshed. But I believe there's something more for me yes. in this place yes. at this time. Yes. If yes. only I... If only I will yield my heart and my life afresh to God, he'll do something more deep and more wonderful in me because I serve a living Saviour. And he's in the world today, hallelujah. And I want to say to you, beloved, tonight, we have gathered here to present to you not a dead religion, but a risen Jesus Christ, Amen. who sitteth on the right hand of God the Father, where he ever liveth to make intercession. Thank you, Jesus. This is the day of the latter rain, yes. and God is moving in power again. Just let this spirit move in your heart. And I tell you, if you want to have a quiet time during the day, just let it be a time of letting God move on your heart and bringing you closer to him, that we might gather together in these meetings that God might do a new work in every one of our hearts.
May God bless you. I believe in every word that Fred has said. That was by the Spirit of God. That is the glory way in a nutshell. Clean and holy, there's no other way. Fred has a saying, if you're born right, you will live right. It's been born right by the Holy Spirit. Just now, while we're waiting upon God, brothers and sisters, you just reach out to God. You really mean business for God. You just speak to him yourself quietly. He's searching your heart now, and he's searching mine. These are the last days, there's no doubt about it. And I feel greatly privileged that I'm able to be here this time. There's many with us last time, they're not here any longer. Some have gone glory, but we are here. And the Holy Spirit's here, and he's wanting to quicken your brother. He's speaking to your brother. He's speaking to you, my sister. I felt compassion and love welling up in my soul as Brother Fred was speaking there. He was doing me good. It's what we need. These are eternal issues that are at stake. This life and all we have down here is only temporal. I've been going through a tough time recently, but I've wept and wept and wept. As one consolation, I can say on my own testimony, and I'll speak for myself, I can't speak for you, that I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I saw more in this than what many people have never seen. I, it was revealed to me that God wanted to really come down in this world in mighty old-time power. That day has not arrived yet, but thank God we're nearer tonight. And if you'll only reach out, brother, if you'll only reach out, my sister, and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in your life, Except I be filled with compassion, how dwelleth thy spirit in me? In word and indeed, burning love is my need. It's the burning love that does it, brother. It's the burning love that does it, sister. The broken and the contrite heart. You will be misunderstood, you will be cast down. They won't understand you. But I must see the gamble against but brothers and sisters, we're all getting old in here into that time when we have to meet an holy God. Let us tonight make our calling and election sure. Hey, you're neither hot nor cold. He said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. The word of God is real, it's true. I tell you, I had a lot of things to be knocked off to me and I came in the glory way and a lot of things I had to do. Things which may have seemed right before were wrong after that and things were wrong were right. That's the wonderful thing about it. Praise God. Oh, open your heart, sister. Open your heart, my brother, your man, your woman. If you've never surrendered your life to God, do it now. The Holy Spirit is moving in this meeting now. Father, Heavenly Father, 
You know all about it all. You know everything in the name of Jesus, Lord. Bring souls, bring souls, men and women, into this wonderful liberty now, in Jesus' name. Give them all a real ball again. Experience that they can feel. And it's seen in the lives and in the conversation and in the walk in every way that they are new creatures. Oh, God searches now, Lord. Search me, Lord. Search us all. We say, Thy will be done in the name of Jesus. Put your hands on one another, brothers and sisters, and just help them to get through to, to a rich and a fuller place with God now. The Holy Spirit is hovering over this meeting now. I feel the power of God here now, brother. I do, sister. I feel the power of God. You have been brought here for a purpose, brother. You've been brought here for a purpose, sister. You may not agree with what's happened in the meeting. Well, forget about that. Never mind. We're at a point now when something can be done. We're at a point now when something can be done. The Holy Spirit is moving now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel it now. Oh, lovely Jesus. Oh, lovely Jesus. You Holy Ghost, brother, bring the power down. Come on, you've had an experience with God. You've been born again of a joy. You have a responsibility, brother. You have a responsibility, my sister. Oh, bring the power down now. Bring the power down. We need your help, brother. God needs your help. He can do it without you, but he wants you. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit that does it, brother. It's the Holy Spirit that does it, sister. These are anointed meetings. I wouldn't have been here and I'd have been changed by the power of God. You wouldn't. God has brought you here for a purpose. Receive your portion, brother. Receive your portion, sister. Just where you are, bless you. Just where you are. God does love you. He does love you. He does love you. Just bless the one next to you. Come on. If you can speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Bring the power on. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to
I should have got up before, but I didn't. And you know, it's these words. It's all right. Everything is all right. You know, I feel that tonight. Some people in this meeting have got problems. Some people have got things in their lives that they don't understand. Yes. Things that are coming up in their lives that they don't understand. But you know, I want to tell you tonight that it's all right. It's all right. You know, when water falls on the ground, oh, Jesus. You know, it nourishes everything. You know, when the Spirit of God falls upon our lives, it nourishes everything. You know, the roses bloom and the rhododendrons grow, but the weeds are there as well. And yet there's only one way that we know as gardeners, a gardener knows that there's a weed in his garden, and that's when he starts to water it. Because sure enough, that little green shoot comes up and he recognises it as a weed, not as a rose or a beautiful bloom, but as a weed. You know, and that weed doesn't come from the top of the soil, it comes from a root, which is deep down in that soil. You know, a dandelion goes down for inches and inches and inches into that soil, even though its leaves are only a couple of inches above the surface. You know, it's that that the Spirit of God is seeking to weed out of us. It's not just to pluck up the green leaves that are on the top of the soil, it's to get down into the depths of our very soul and take the root of the sin that is within us. You know, we're cleansed from our sins, they've all gone away. But you know, there lives within us an old man, the old Adam, the Adam that needs rooting out, the Adam that needs cleansing away. And you know, there's only one way that we can do that and that is to be filled with the Spirit of God, to have the anointing of the Spirit of God in our lives and upon us, to put ourselves in a place where God can move upon us by His Spirit. This is such a place. This is such a place. Let's avail ourselves to the Spirit of God. You know, while I feel, I feel really broken tonight, really compassionate, that God should come among us, that God should dwell in our mortal bodies, that God should seek to minister to us in this way. That God should take me. Bless you.
so greatly thank you for the blessing we've received tonight. We pray to keep us all in the spirit, Lord, and bring us together again tomorrow. We give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for coming. If you've never had a glory tape, we sure and get one tonight. Bless your soul. And don't forget the uh, bookstore. Thank you so much.